Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On the phone. Yeah, let's go to the hotline and welcome back to the show a guy who was not our friend and then now is, I consider, one of our good friends. This is the great Michael Rappaport. How are you, buddy? Mike, what up? I'm disappointed that you're not here. Very few people could be like, I can't make it in the studio. Can I do a phone? Or I'd be like, nope. And I'd be mad at you secretly for a year. But I'm happy just to talk to you. Well, you know, I, I would. I hit you weeks and weeks and weeks before I was planning on it. But fortunately uh, for me, but unfortunately for our face to face encounter, because last time was obviously epic, and the last time I called in was iconic. Yes. Um, I I got a little busy, so I have to fly in tomorrow, um, uh, you know, in the middle of the day, and then I'm doing shows at the Improv, which uh, you are, I don't know what you're doing, I don't know if you're busy, but you could come to any show, uh, uh, you could sit wherever you want, drinks, cheeseburgers, french fries (laughs) are on me at all times. I so uh ironically I am going out of town this weekend. I'm going but I should be back Saturday afternoon. So if I am, I would love to come on Saturday. Even if I come late and we hang out after the late show, I'd be happy. Let me know. You you you're welcome to come uh it would it would be awesome and, and when I'm on stage, I will absolutely read the copy. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me let me just remind everybody. So a couple of years ago, Michael Rappaport was joining us. Pre-pandemic, yeah. right before the pandemic, by the way. That's yeah. right. He, he had his show, Atypical, coming back on TV. I had not watched it at that time. And I did I do listen to Howard Stern, or at least I did at that time. And uh, Michael was calling in a lot and fighting with people, and I thought he's going to be an easy target to have a fight with. Let's fight with him. <laughs> because he doesn't back down. He'll fight. I mean, the, the truth is he'll, he's a fighter. And uh, I went at him pretty hard from from the start, n- knowing what the outcome was going to be. He fired back at me, and it was actually really good radio. And then uh, it's fantastic radio, yeah. And then, and look, it's fifty fifty because had you had you just uh, pussied out and were like, "Oh man, I'm sorry, you feel that way," it wouldn't have been good. But you yelling at me and calling me a punk and telling me to read the copy <laughs> that was classic. And I we hung up, and I was like, "Well, that was great." And then and then to carry it on, I then went and bought a cameo, and I made. Him read a cameo to me without knowing it, and we carried it on. And then, oh. <laughs> and then sometime after that, Mike was coming to town, and I got an email from Dean, his fake son. And Dean said, um, "Hey, you know, we're coming to town. You guys had a problem. We'd like to come on the air and squash it." And I thought, what a brilliant move that is! What a brilliant move to say, "Look, we're coming to this guy's town." We're fought over something stupid. We make good radio. The worst thing that can happen is we fight again, and it comes out awesome. But the minute he walked through the door, we we loved each other, and uh, I thought it was great. Now, is is Dean coming with you this weekend? He can't come. This guy thinks he's a big shot now. Right, one commercial now. He's on. He's on a commercial. We see him every once in a while. Oh. National commercials, and now he thinks he's uh, he thinks he's uh, you know Brad Pitt or something. <laughs> uh, well, that's now. Do you travel with anybody else? Because I don't feel like this is a safe time for comics, especially comics who aren't, are, aren't afraid to. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should sit on the stage just to protect you. Yeah, well, I'll definitely uh, uh, this trip. I'm going solo, but you know the the Tampa Improv is is got me covered, and you know, I mean, 
God, I mean, I'm sure you guys have discussed this to, to the to the to the white meat. I mean, that's yeah. crazy what happened. Uh, uh, you know, and and you know, I woke up yesterday, which is what day three of this, because at first I was kind of like, you know, I could sort of understand how you could be triggered and your wife, and then the other day I was like, this is one of the dumbest things ever, and. Will Smith, who's been a monster movie star for I don't know how many years, this is, I don't want to say ruined his career, but the word tarnished probably doesn't do it justice. Because now every time you think of him, every time you see him for the next I don't know how many years until this will go away uh, when you think of him, it's so dumb. And, you know, I know there's been the discussion of protecting his wife. His wife, as soon as he got up, should have been like, what are you doing? Sit yeah. the F down. And when she came back, when he came back, she should have been, you should have heard her screaming at him. And being <laughs> like, all right, what the F did you do? What did you do? And I know the whole thing happened so quick and it was so impromptu and you're in these events and it's surreal and it's the Oscars and everybody's dressed. But, it, it, you know, I was comparing it yesterday to the Mike Tyson biting uh, Evander Holyfield. So that's the only right. like on yeah. live TV that that I can remember. But that's a sporting event. At least it's a dirty play in a boxing, but, you know, a yeah. boxing ring. Well, let me tell you. So as a as a non celebrity viewer of this, when Will Smith walked up there, and you're, he did, you're a celebrity, Mike. Excuse no. me. I have to interrupt you, Mike. <laughs> I, yeah, you're a celebrity. You're you got the inside scoop. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, when Will Smith walked up on stage, he did what Robert Kelly likes to call the George Jefferson walk, where you're going up there all proud uh-huh. with his finger in the belt loop. I thought, because Will is funny and Chris Rock is the funniest ever, I thought that he was going yep. to fake punch him. And I think so did Chris. That's why he had his his jaw out there to pretend he was going to take a shot. But when he con- when he connected and Chris Rock snapped his head back, I went, that was real. There's no way that they're that good of stuntmen that they made that look like that. That was real. And then when he did the Mr. Jefferson walk back, and then they when he started cursing and they blocked out the screen, I was like, this, I can't believe yeah. this is happening. It was yeah. exactly what Chris Rock said, the most amazing night of television ever. Now, I went, I've been going back and forth, too. I've been married for almost 20 years. I would walk up and smack a guy who disrespected my wife. That just wasn't disrespectful enough for me to do that. There was no, no, there was no it, insult. It wasn't even about Chris Rock. It was no. something that was going on with Will, and that was like the last straw. And it yeah. was a little straw. It was crazy. You can't, you can't be a cuck and and let your wife whore out and go bang other dudes and decide no. that that was going to make you mad. I I agree. And and if he wanted to say something to him, he could have said something to him afterwards. Yeah. Um. With, with the same with the same effect, actually, with more effect. This is so pathetic. And so damaging to them as a family. And, you know, a lot of people have talked about, you know, I've seen different celebrities talk about Hollywood and sort of blaming it on Hollywood. For me, I'm part of Hollywood. You know, yeah. Jim Carrey, I love Jim Carrey. He's part of Hollywood. So for any of, of us actors, comedians to say, oh, in Hollywood, we're, we're sad. We're screen actors. Go, We get paid. We make livings off Hollywood. I'm embarrassed. Like yesterday, I was like, I'm embarrassed to be a part of it. Yeah. Like, and and that no one's, no one's, no one's, everyone's clapping, everyone's cheering. Nobody said anything. Nobody, you know, uh, um, nothing. I think Mike, it it didn't happen. I think the problem was is that a lot of people were like Chris Rock. I was like Chris Rock's from Brooklyn. 
I don't know why he didn't just swing back, but I do know now. I've been hit before, and I was like, did that just happen? I don't know. For, it takes a second for you to realize what just happened. And then the audience knows that they're dealing with two funny people, and they're like, is this really real happening? And then when he sits in his seat and starts screaming, it does become yeah. embarrassing, and you and you kind of clam up, and you're like, oh, now you're watching mom and dad fight, and you're like, I don't know what to say. So I think that's why nobody said anything. And then I think guys like Anthony Hopkins looked at Will Smith like he is, and Denzel, like he is breaking down. He's having an emotional collapse right now and if you love a guy like that you support him and say hey i understand that you're not saying you're right but you're he's breaking down you know those are people who kill themselves later on when nobody else is around so i think that's why people are I, I sympathetic yeah so i get that but it, it, it's just it really i mean it's taken over the entire week and obviously there's so many more important things going on in the world and now being uh that i'm calling into you guys uh, 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 watch this pivot, Mike. This is what yep. you call a professional yep. pivot. Yep. I want to show you this here. Breaking down and things changing, what are we doing about your coach? Your coach is gone. That's a pivot right there, Mike. And no one, if I didn't point it out, no one would, it would have been a seamless pivot. And you I would have just pivoted with you. We would have danced together like a goddamn square dance couple and nobody would have even oh, known. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it would have been the tango. We we uh we, the coach is still there. We've got Tom Brady. It doesn't matter if we, they can go get Walter Matthau to come out and coach like the Bad News Bears, and we'd still be fine as long as Tom Brady's there. So we're we're okay. Are, but are, what's the word down there? Is it you know Tom pushed him out? Like what, what's the what's the? I mean, I know it just happened. It was just announced. What's yeah. the uh, what's the word? You guys aren't worried about it. So we talked this morning, and we said, um, you know, we were talking, we were speculating last night about whether everybody's saying it, whether Brady came back with the stipulation that Arians was out because they had a rift. And then we talked to a guy named Rick Stroud, who's the number one reporter for the Tampa Bay Times here, who has the most behind the scenes. He broke the AB story and all that stuff. And he mm. says there definitely is some truth to it. It probably, it probably, you know, it probably uh, moved along a lot faster, a situation that was going to happen, but it's not like they hate each other. I don't think Brady wouldn't have played for him, but also Arians Mm -hmm. wanted to set up Todd Bowles. He wanted Bowles to be a a Mm -hmm. head coach, so Mm -hmm. I think it's a little of everything. Say, hey, why don't we do this now to make everybody happy? And Bruce is, what, is he going to be in the front office? He's going to be in the front office. He's 70 years old. He's beaten cancer twice. Yeah, he, he may not chill. be in the best health. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets a chill. He'll get another ring. He'll he'll be a part of the organization, and he'll be legendary and all that other garbage. So all we need is is old one-two to be on the uh, on the field, and that's that's what we care about. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, what a freak. What a freak this guy turned into. I By mean, unbelievable. Tom Brady's a freak. Do you know that the last time you came in studio when we made up, I was supposed to be off that day? I was supposed to go to Vegas to go to the fight. I remember. And, and I stayed because I knew it would be more important to talk to you. And this weekend, the only reason why I can't go to your show on Friday is because Friday afternoon I'm leaving and traveling with my son. And on Saturday, we were playing football with Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Rob Gronkowski. It's very few things would keep me away serious? from you. I swear to God, my son's a high school football we're, player. We're- Where's this at? In South Florida. I'm not allowed to say exactly where it is, but it's in South Florida. Uh-huh. So I could. So we're going to drive so down got- there Friday, spend the night down there, do That's it in the morning, cool. and then maybe come back Saturday afternoon. You, you got to tell Julian Edelman. Uh, uh, I said, "What's up?" That is my guy. Oh, good. Okay, I will. I'll scream it at him. I, 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 I love. I love Julian Edelman, and uh, uh, but I mean, I hated him. Yeah. Just like I. I mean, I hated him until I met him. He never obviously left the Patriots, but. You know, for me, disdain, um, disgust that I hated the Patriots, Tom Brady, 
Gronkowski, Belichick, anybody, sure. anybody with the Patriot way, to be able to root and appreciate uh, uh, for Tom Brady, um, you know, in these Tampa Bay years is, is a pleasure because, like, growing up hating Larry Bird and the Boston Celtics so <laughs> deeply, um, uh, growing up, uh, you know, and having that, uh, you know, hatred toward the Patriots, and, and, and knowing that, of course, even though I can't stand them, the New York Giants, we, we stuffed them not once. Yeah. No. We stuffed them twice, twice, two times on the biggest stage uh, 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 on the world. Um, and But now I appreciate them. I and mean, I was rooting for them last year when they were playing. And I, I hope they, they're able to come back this year. I'll tell you what, what it was when Tom Brady, uh, I went to bed because I was doing mornings when Brady was losing to Atlanta in the Super Bowl. And I was like, well, Brady lost and went to sleep. Then woke up to pee, and I was like, let me see what the final score was. And I looked over, and I went, what? And that's when I said Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. So I appreciated him before he came here. And when he came here and what he's done to this team and this city has just been fantastic. And I'm going to tell you, I met him once before. He's gorgeous. He is going more gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh, it's, and when he walks in a room, you're like, oh my god, there he is, there he is. It's like high he school. He glides, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, I used to. I'm like, I, I haven't been this excited over a gorgeous man since I met Jeter. And I was like, I'm going to get up and walk yeah. over here, see if he looks at me when I go over here, like that kind of gorgeous. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, he's a he's a beautiful, I and mean, he's got that chin. He's got he's that like, that those cheekbones. He's got he's that like skin. Six four. Yeah. Oh. Um, He's a mammoth of a man. (laughs) Let's talk about this. What happened to Jeter, though? Speaking of good-looking athletes, Jeter's head looks like it's warped. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened to him. You know, if he put on weight, but Jeter was, you didn't talk about, you know, great-looking, great athletes. And then, you know, a few years after retirement, Jeter literally looks like, you know, when you go to the supermarket, you get a grapefruit, and you don't pick the one that he looks like <laughs> his head. He's it, a, like, it leans to the left side or something. He did. He's probably eating fried foods, which he's never done before, and he's retaining a little water. Right. Plus, he's surrounded by women now with daughters and his wife. He's probably drinking a little. I mean, he's doing things that Jeter never did. So, yeah, probably it probably warped him. Have you ever seen his wife, Hannah? Yes, yes. So one day, a couple of years ago, before they were married, I was coming back on a Spirit Airlines flight. And you know at Spirit, you can get like their three rows of uh, first class. Well, it turns out right. it, it was empty. There were three people on it. It was me and two girls, and we each had our own row. And one of the girls was Nikki Bella, the Bella Twins from the WWE, uh-huh. who, who may be one of the hottest girls I've ever seen in my life, and she was the second hottest girl in first class. There was another blonde girl over there who I was like, I can't believe that I can't stop looking at the other girl while Nikki Bella's right there. And it turned out that that was Jeter's girl, Hannah. And uh, I thought if that plane went down, three of the most beautiful people just crashed and burned. <laughs> but uh, but seriously, yep. you know, he's he's enjoying his retirement now, so he probably is getting a little lopsided. And one of one of the fantastic stickmen of all time, Derek Jeter, one of the great coxmen of all time, for he sure. Whatever he wants, what, uh, the run that he had during his playing days is is up there with some of the greats. I mentioned the great Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, of course, Warren Beatty. Um, we could talk about the great Milton Berle, one of the, uh, the one of the great uh, stickmen of all time. Yep. So yeah, Derek Jeter. I mean, I'm glad that he he, he laid down the uh, laid down the sword and he's enjoying retirement. <laughs> you want to hear a funny Milton Berle story? I actually have a little oh, bit. Yeah. Of, I actually have a little bit of relationship with him because I'm friends with his nephew Marshall, who managed rock bands through the years. And Marshall brought Milton into the studio one time. And we're in the break room getting him a drink. And this black lady walked in 
and she used a vending machine, and she turned, and she goes, oh, I know you, and he's all like, hello, nice to meet you, okay. And she walks out, and he looks at me, and he goes, the best sex I ever had was with a black lady. And I said, really? He goes, guess who it was? And I start thinking, and I picked, um, what was that, that Dorothy, uh, she was like a stripper. Dorothy Dandridge? Dandridge. And he goes, his answer was so spot on, he goes, no, 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 but her too. She was good too, but not her. He said the best sex he ever had, the best sex he ever had was Lena Horne. Mm. Yeah, and then and then proceeded to put my hand. He's got the rumor of having a really big penis, and um, during the picture taking time at the end, we we're like, "Can we take a picture?" And he goes, "I was young. I was probably like twenty five at the time." He goes, "You, I like you. Come over here." He goes, "Put this arm around me and kneel down next to me." He was in a wheelchair. I said, "Okay." Put my arm around him, I kneel, and he goes, now take this hand and put it here, and he put it right on his crank. It was actually <laughs> in my hand, and I felt Are it, and I went, I went, oh, my God, and everybody laughed. It was a great joke, but I could still feel it today, like it was in my hand. It was like That's- an old coiled hose. <laughs> <laughs> That's still, funny. It's a great story. I watched you fill in for Wendy Williams, and I thought you did a great job. That is a calling for you. You need to do your own show like that. Yo, it was so much fun. I'm going back to do it. I, I, I never imagined that they would any that anyone would ask me to uh, host a a daytime talk show, guest host a daytime talk show. But I, I love it. You know, I, I love all the reality TV shows. I love all the pop culture stuff. Um, and you know, the fact you know, it's one thing to be. I've done live radio. You know, we're doing live radio now. I've done live shows. I'm doing live shows in Tampa. But when you're in front of a camera. And you know that you're on actual live television and yeah. that just like the Oscars and that anything could happen at any time. It's a different kind of stimulation and, and elation. And, and I love it. it it's, I, you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's just, it's fun. It's exciting. And it's, you know, the opening monologue, the opening, they call it the hot takes. It's just like a 20 minute riff for 20 yeah. minutes. So you're just, your senses are just going at a, a different level. Cause there's, you know, anything could happen. You have to, you know, and I, obviously I like to talk crap and, you know, you have to watch what you say and then I'm working it's daytime television. So you have to watch what you say. And I don't know. It just pushes me to uh, like a, like a fun place, like an elation sort of place. I thought, I thought you did very well. And there are people who have gotten that opportunity and they don't do as well. They fill in for the first time and you're like, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. It's your calling. you you do a great job with that. Um, I, I would like to see you do more now on a side note. What's the deal with her? Do you know? I mean, we, I think one of us picked her up on the death pool this year. I mean, how sick is she? You know, I, I don't know. To, to be honest with you, nobody knows. I, I think she's, I don't think Wendy Williams is going anywhere. I think that she's, you know, she's had a crazy life. You know, she struggled deep, 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 deep with drugs. Yeah. To be honest with you, I know nothing. And, and that's been, I, I think, one of the, the, the trading things for, for the production, but you know, I, I know nothing. I, I I don't know anything. You know, right. I didn't know her. You know, I know her from the show. You know, and she was always cool with me on the show. But you know, I don't. I'm not friendly with her. I, I I wish her, I wish her well because you know she's obviously you know to give up what she's given up. She's going through something. Yeah. Well, I do wish her well too. I don't. Uh, I'm not wish bad things on her. I do like you doing the show, and you point. You just pointed this out. You do like to fight with people. I do too. I, I get it. it. It's kind of a little bit of a rush, and also I find most people that want to fight with me are stupid, so I like to point out their stupidity. But then when I go to bed, I just turn it off. I don't care anymore. But you really, I mean, you you have no problem getting in it with people. 
Yeah, it's 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 part of my nature. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to be more calculated and be more conscious of it because you know, and I was thinking about that in regards to the Will Smith thing because you know, if you're not calculated and you're not conscious of what you're doing, you can make yourself look like an idiot. And yeah. you know, when I put myself out there, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you ah, I didn't handle it the right way. So I'm I, as you know, as I get. You know, because I am emotional, and you know, like what you said when you were messing when you were first coming on. I, if I had, maybe I didn't sleep good, you know, maybe there mm-hmm. had been something. You know, I could have just weaved it and turned it into more banter instead of lear- turning into you know, because eventually I look like a crazy person. Read the effort. I'm cursing on the radio. The guy that set up the interviews is like, "Yo, what's the matter with you? You know, you look crazy." <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to be a little bit more, a little bit more uh, just conscious of what I'm doing, but but still be myself. Now, who who would you say is your is your number one nemesis? Like, who do you really genuinely hate out there? That's that's one of those people who bust your balls. I don't think I hate anybody. I mean, my I would say my number one sort of persona nemesis is Baba Booey, Gorilla <laughs> from the Howard Stern show. No, nah, but you but and Gary, you and Gary are friends. I mean, you guys play fantasy football. I'm talking about what about Portnoy? Him, yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't him. him him, there's, but that's that's beyond beyond. Uh, you know there's, that there's that's no joking there. Like, that's a real thing. Not for me, not for me. I mean, you know, we're still involved with a legal thing, so yeah, you yeah. know that that's that's still going on. So, um, but yeah, that that would be definitely that'd be the only one where it's like it's not fun. For that's me. when like, and that's, there's no when you deal with something like that when you're fighting an organization like I fought the entire town of Boston one time or the city rather of Boston um, and it's when you're fighting a whole group of people that are following one leader that could be tough that's a 24 hour day job if you really want to get into it so uh, look I yeah, like I had it no problem with yeah 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 I had no problem with them I, I'm How glad that fight with the whole city of Boston <laughs> uh, because <laughs> Jeez, uh, right. the... I'm not... I did it. I took it on, and I won. And even Boston will tell you that I won. So so the Tampa Bay Lightning were in the playoffs with the Boston Bruins. Oh. And they were they made posters that they hung in their stadium that were insulting to the Lightning, which is fine with me. I couldn't care. I'm not even in their arena. I don't care what it says. But one of them was insinuating that the Lightning had no fans. And I took, I took uh, you umbrage. know, offense. Yeah, definitely umbrage. I, I was offended by it because not only is Tampa Bay crazy for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but we actually hold NHL attendance records. So what they were doing was right. talking out of their ass. So then I, I went to the organization on the air and fought with them a little bit, and then they fought back, and then all of a sudden it blew up hardcore, and then their dumb radio stations tried to get involved, and I shut those bitches down. And that was when Twitter first yes. came out, and Twitter... People from Boston would attack me, and you know what idiots they are. So, uh, I, and I was doing afternoons at the time, so I could literally lay in bed till two o'clock in the morning, responding to each one of those back acne having fools, and respond to them and tell them yeah. just make them look stupid. And then after a while, they were like, "You know what? This guy's kind of right. Let's just let it go." And you I, made the and marketing I lady, changed her profile <laughs> yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the marketing lady who came up with the posters was a big fat woman, so I pr- printed out her picture and hung it behind my head in the studio. And then when you That's went to the funny. website, they changed her picture to Cameron Diaz. So, but we already had it That's printed. Funny. Yeah, so you know, and it's over, and it was fun. But I, every once in a while, you like to get into a good fight. A good fight makes you give you is invigorating. I invigorating. I, uh, I totally agree. And every now and then, you got to you got to like you got to make sure your sword is sharp. You got to yeah. make sure it's oh, yeah. real sharp. Yep. And don't listen. 
I'm telling you right now, there's no, you know me, I love a fight, I love to cause problems and all that stuff, but there is no, no room for anybody to walk on stage, yell at, or harass nope. a stand-up comedian. Not Michael Rappaport, not Burt Kreischer, not Robert Kelly, nope. nobody. It's these. That's nobody. their job. You don't want to go see them, don't see them. You want to walk out, walk out. But there is no way in the world is it acceptable for you to approach them, to yell at them, because you will get beat down, especially here. They're, the yeah. improv and yeah. side splitters, they've got security guards. Goddamn BT over at side splitters will crush you himself. <laughs> so don't get, yeah. any, don't get any ideas where you're going to make a name for yourself, especially a guy like Rappaport. He'll wrap you up. He'll, he'll fight. He's from New York. He's not dumb. And and also that's that's one of the other things is that all these comedians aren't have that in the back of their head. You hear different musicians commenting on it. That's another thing that was selfish about it. It turns it into it. The whole thing was bad. But but yeah. I, I appreciate that, Mike. And, oh, it's and, real. And if you if you if you, you know, do make it to a show, I know I know you got my back. For, oh, for sure, for sure. I listen. I have I go into these things kind of like a. Uh, you know, like a SEAL team member. I'm not uh, in very good shape, but I approach it like if there was a disaster, I know where the exit doors are. I know who I know mm-hmm. who I'm going to throw down in order to climb over. I know what's going on, and I am. I'm going to tell you right now. I my thought is to do this thing with Brady and Gronk uh, and Edelman on Saturday morning, and then drive back immediately after because I really would like to see you and see the show. Uh, the uh, shows are happening at the Improv this weekend in Ebor. You can call 864-4000 to make reservations and get tickets and go see Michael Rappaport. I will tell you right now, uh, great actor. I didn't didn't watch Atypical until after our fight, and then after our fight, I immediately great regretted show. fighting with you because of what a great show that was. I appreciate it. Uh, it's the truth. It's Yo, the truth. I appreciate it. Uh, and if I you want to see... But, if, you know, if you, if you can't make it, Mike, if you can't make it, you're with your kid, all good. It's all good. I appreciate it. I would take my kid to come to the show. Uh, Joey appreciates comedy. Oh, and yeah. I think, he, yeah, I, I, I like the idea that my... I, I tell everybody all the time, my dad took me to see Porky's when it was in the movie theater, and I've never been arrested. I don't do drugs. Sometimes you need to start these kids young with the humor, you know? Um, Bring him. I'll have him on stage in a three-point stand. He's a football player. <laughs> you can relax. I'll have him on stage. He'll like, just be like a three-point stand the entire time. Uh, he ends up hiring him, taking him on the road with him for protection. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... Bring his, they, tell him to wear his outfit. Tell him to wear his helmet, his, 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 his shoulder pads and everything. That'll be, be fantastic. Uh, he's scary enough because he's got a beard here. He looks like he's an Al-Qaeda right now, so he's already scary yeah, to look bring at. Bring him. Um, listen, I, I really do hope we hook up. You have become easily one of my favorite people over time. Uh, and, and anytime you get the opportunity on HBO, whenever it's on to watch the movie Copland, some of Mike's best work, uh, make sure you check that out as well. And, uh, I hope that somebody smartens up and says Michael Rappaport and gets his own talk show because that's where, that's your wheelhouse, man. That's where you do get some good stuff. I appreciate that. Yo, 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 Mike. You you guys are a rock station, right? We are a talk station. We play no music. We just talk like a no bunch music of idiots at all. all day. Nope, just dumb oh, okay. fart jokes oh, all day. My God, yeah. Why? Oh, what do you God. got? I mean, no, no, no. Because I thought I was going to ask you to take me out with some Guns and Roses because I'm late. To, I'm, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? You think we I don't have music? To... We have music. Which Guns oh, and Roses do you like? I, whatever you want, whatever you want. But it's funny, and and I'll end it on this. You know, in the 80s, I was all hardcore hip-hop. Yep. I'm, obviously, I knew what Guns N' Roses was, and, you know, I was aware of some of their music. But somehow, some way, in the last two weeks, I've gone through... It's like it's like it's as if Guns N' Roses had just came out in my head, <laughs> yeah. and I'm fascinated with Guns N' Roses. I know it's crazy, but no. I'm, I'm fascinated with Guns N' Roses and their music and their whole breakup and the, the dysfunction 
Yeah. And, and their rise and their fall and the kookiness and the craziness. I'm late to the party, like decades late. Listen to me, that, there's there, no... Take me out. There's no better rock album than Appetite for Destruction. I don't care what age uh, you are. And, uh, yeah, well, we were listening to Run DMC, uh, Mary, Mary, Why You Buggin'. All of a sudden, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction came out on CD, and we were like, what is this nonsense? And now we all now we all love it. There you go. We've got it playing yeah. right now. Uh, go see Michael Rappaport this weekend. He is at the Improv in Ybor City. Make your reservations. Buy your tickets. You'll have a great time. He tells great stories. He's a funny guy. And uh, he's a friend of this show. I will hope to see you out there on Saturday, buddy. Let me know, Mike, and I appreciate you guys for having me on always. And Anytime. just read the copy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend, Mike. I'll see you guys later. See you, Love you. There you go, the great Michael Rappaport. Uh, listen. Never thought we'd have the relationship we have now, but so glad we do because I did like him. I said, I, I told Galvin, I go, we're going to fight with this guy. But it wasn't because I didn't appreciate him. I think he's a great actor. Um, all right, we got to take a break. I'm sure we're running late. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. You'd like to be a part of the show. Uh, maybe in this hour we'll play a game and some, give some stuff away. It's the Mike Caldas Show. This is 1025 The Bone. You're listening to... Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.